the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. You know what that means. My beautiful copper goddess is live in the studio. That's how tan she got at the beach. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm a little tan. She's a lot tan. Yeah. And she's here. And, Paula, I probably just need to shut up and... You've got a lot to say. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Let me introduce what we're doing here in case you're a new time uh, listener or first time listener. Uh, this is the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we're here to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions or life questions uh, on Thursdays, ladies' questions, marriage questions, anything that's on your heart or mind. We'll do the very best that we can to answer those questions. We love your calls. Uh, you make the program more interesting. Our phone numbers are area code 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call us toll-free if you're outside the local area by dialing 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send your questions that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Um, Just hit the Call Now button at the top of the app, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer who would love to take your phone calls. One more time, 340-9585 for your live calls. Paula, you've been gone a long time. I have, but... It seems like it went so fast, and yet um, I'm glad to be home. As Pastor Lang was saying, you know, we, we went away, and people come, when we come back, you know, don't you miss it, or are, are you glad vacation is over or not? Well, I enjoyed my vacation, I think, this year more than a lot of others, especially last year. <laughs> um, but um, coming home... Um, you know, I mean, even like three days before, we start seeing people in California, like we always do, who remind us of our family here. Um, Scott Croft, we saw a guy that looked so much like him. We saw two different guys that looked like Pastor Juan, only I told Pastor Juan, not nearly as handsome or as muscular. You know, and of course he said, what did he, what's the words he said? He said, Often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah, yeah. There's only one of me, Mom. You know. It was, <laughs> yeah, you're so right. But I, and then I saw a lady that reminded me of Lisa Jeff. Well, you know. So it's time to go home. You know. We just start missing our family here. Um, what, but, what does that mean for me? I've been back a week almost, and I'm ready to go back. Well, <laughs> you want to go back like Monday through Friday, but you yeah. want to be back here for Saturday and Sunday. So yeah. you're you're good, baby. It's okay. okay. Plus, you look you look really healthier with that that sun kiss look. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so I better be serious. Okay, so we went on vacation, and you went and you talked about the questions that you had, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, maybe second half. But um, for me, the exciting part was once again. Um, 
of course, going out and getting in the sun, and you know, we slept like crazy. You know, that was, <laughs> I, I got to be honest. Maybe maybe it's just how old I am, but that was the best part of the trip for you know, for me. Yeah, yeah, we've been so crazy busy, and um, uh, one of the a couple of things you talked about was kind of losing focus. Well, you know, as we left here, there have been so many emotional things going on here in the body and the more people you know the the bigger your heart grows because so many more people are in in your heart but there were so many hard things going on that once we got away from it all you know we couldn't do anything about it in California anyway and so I think for me anyway laying down say 10 o'clock Texas time is is what eight, eight o'clock there eight o'clock there so 10 o'clock california time is midnight here okay so we will go to bed at 10 o'clock california time and praise the lord <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get up till like 10 till 8 10 till 9 and we didn't have an agenda it was just we just could get up and you know open up the curtains things and the beach is right there that was our goal and I think we did really, really well. It's, uh, you, you know, one of the things, it's hard, uh, it's hard to communicate um, how deeply invested we are in, in the people. And, and uh, we've asked for prayer for some of these people over the, the months on the radio program. Mm-hmm. But, but knowing that people are going through such difficult things here and not being close. Um, you know, all we can do is really pray. And we prayed so much, you know, Raina and Carl and mm-hmm. Robert and Pamela mm-hmm. and uh, Stan Jim and, and Susan. Kathy, I mean, the list is huge. Um, Pam uh, and Lee, Randy. Leisha and, yeah. and her family. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many medical emergencies mm-hmm. that are going on. And at some point, you got to say, well, Jesus, you're the one who holds them in your hands. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Um, but that's always there with you. Always. When you're there. Yeah. So we, we, we'd get up. We'd spend the first part of the morning together in the Word uh, and or praying together and then individually. Uh, so the people here are never really far from our hearts. Oh, never. But... Um, it, it, it's it's nice to be away from the immediacy mm-hmm. of of the, the situation, and uh, I guess that's why we need vacations. Mm-hmm. Just two weeks, that's enough, and then it's time to come home. And ever since we got home, it's it's like hit the ground running. Which yeah, is, we, we actually get thirteen days because I never want to miss two Sundays in yeah, a row. Yeah. So so it's thirteen days, but that's fine because I'm anxious to get home. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to hear what the Lord wants me to say <laughs> to the church, and um, it's really good to come in and and uh, and you know you're home. Yeah. And the thing is, Pastor Ron, you don't miss two Sundays. <laughs> we had yeah. church at the beach, and we had well, maybe what. Let me see. We took a picture, and I didn't count how many of us from Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, were at church at the beach in Oceanside, California. And, and, so, and people who live out there who yeah, used yeah. to come to our church yeah. and their families. Yeah. But I think we had uh, one, somebody, somebody, one of the kids told me they counted there was over 70 people yeah. that were there. So our, our Sunday church at the beach, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, how long did it take me? It took two and a half years to get a church that big <laughs> when we first came to <laughs> Texas. So uh, it's really neat. It's I so got neat. To, to preach in a T-shirt and shorts and flip-flops mm-hmm. and um, a bunch of people recommitted their lives to the Lord and yeah. uh, you know pretty much they were all Christians who were there but it was really really a, a good time Yeah, it was a great message too and before we even talk about that um, just seeing God's hand and the favor that he just kept pouring out on us all you know it's been and the people know it's been a kind of a, a difficult year financially for Calvary Chapel San Antonio and yet he still provided for us to get there. I remember we were sitting down at dinner, and we just I just looked at you, and I said, we're here. We're here. We're not lacking in anything. Um, but then when we went to back to church at the beach, we had to get a permit in order to use the uh, facility. Um, what was it called? Seagaze Park. Um, because, you know, the police, you went to the Oceanside Police and said, well, this is what we're planning on doing. They're like, oh, you got to have a permit, you know. And so we go to the city, and we had prayed, and we prayed while we were waiting for the gentleman to come and talk with us. And, and he, you told him what we were going to do. He said, this Sunday? And I think we were there on a Wednesday. Yeah. You, he said, this Sunday? And you're like, yes, sir. No way. 
There's no way. This has to go to a board. We have to meet. It's, that's two weeks from now. No way. And you just said, well, <clears throat> and then, I don't know, just the Holy Spirit must have just told this guy, um, like when Jesus, you know, mother, it's not my time, you know. <laughs> and the Lord said, evidently it is your time. Because so, this man just told, he was a nice enough guy, but he changed his demeanor, his tune so quickly. He said, you know what? You are from out of town, and you don't know the beach wars that are going on down here. And he must have given me a stack of probably 10 to 20 of his cards to say, if you'll get to the facility early enough, stake it out, nobody's going to give you a hard time. And if they ask you any questions, just give them my card. It was like, whoa, thank you so much. And it just turned out beautiful. He told us we needed to get there at 3.30, 4.30 in the morning to reserve it. And you said... <laughs> I, I, no, I, I told Jesus. I just said, Jesus, you go at 3.30. Or 3 in the morning. You're everywhere at the same time. I'm not. I'll yeah. catch up with you around 8. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see when... So I was there about 8 o'clock. Yeah. And there was just one homeless guy over there, and he yeah. didn't mind us at all. Mm-hmm. So we kind of staked it out, and then people started started getting there and I uh, had a good group. It was a really good time. Um, and so we're all there, and you talked about um, Naaman in Second Kings, talking about his leprosy, you know, and how he was trying to hide his, his secret, you know, uh, pretending that he was somebody that he really was. I mean, he was a nice enough guy, but he had this secret that he didn't want anybody to know about, you know. And and one of the things you said was um, that our secrets aren't all that secret. And, um, you know, his wife knew. Her servant girl knew. um, And and we know how people talk. That means other people knew. mm -hmm. That was without the benefit of Facebook. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) that's a benefit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and the thing is, all the whole time, you know, we are like that. We think our secrets are hidden. We can fool people, but God knew. Again, his wife knew. He certainly knew, and that's why he tried to hide um, the truth of who he was. And so you were saying that Naaman had to get to the place of brokenness, and that place didn't come until maybe the sixth or the seventh time of dipping in the filthy waters of the Jordan River. Um, but now, having the pride stripped away, and he's no longer a leper. Um, well, I think I think more importantly for our audience, just to keep them sort of in in touch with what we're talking about. Okay. Um, um, Naaman had to expose himself. You know, Naaman was a valiant general. He would have been dressed in valiant general costume. And uh, if he's going to go down and dip in the Jordan, a very public place, Jews would have been everywhere. Um, you don't go in the water with your full clothing. Mm-hmm. And in, in order for him to be healed, he first had to be exposed. And so Naaman was the guy that when he walked by, everybody would point at and talk, there's Naaman, there's Naaman. I wonder if he's here to cause us harm. But because this was a man with a, with a real reputation. And, and those, those questions would turn to, that's Naaman? He's a leper? Mm-hmm. And and you Jews would start calling out, unclean, unclean. Mm-hmm. And it would make him so angry. But God had a servant there with him. He said, Master, if he'd have told you to do some great thing, you'd have gone and done it. Well, how much more this little tiny thing? So he would went and it would go into the water. And, and I imagine the way it worked out is that he would go angry. Mm-hmm. Can't believe that I'm suffering this indignity. Mm-hmm. Jews know now that I'm a leper. My secret is exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're going to get right with God, if you're going to be touched by God, you got to expose your secrets, man. You can't, you yeah. can't just. I like Paul because Paul okay. said, "I am the chief of all sinners." I think when we get there, you know, not putting ourselves down, but just the, the reality that we're all not that. We're all a mess, and we all need Jesus, and so we all need cleansing of something or some issue we have that just lingers with us that we need to expose that uh, one to Jesus and sometimes to other people. Yeah, I was able to share some things with you that, you know, I'm not as faithful as I I want other people to think I am. I'm not. 
um, I'm selfish. I can work, fall into pride just like anybody, everybody else. Um, and I need the Lord every day um, and, and to stay with him so that, you know, in the second part, well, after going back to Naaman, the pride is stripped away. And you've been talking about um, transformation. We're not going to be transformed unless we want to be. Jesus wants to transform us, or he tells, renew your mind daily, you know, and he wants to make us more like him all the time. But sometimes we put up our hands and say, you know, I'm good. No, that's going to hurt too much. No, like Naaman, you know, I've gone in this water five times. I should be better by now. There's not even any improvement. Nothing, nothing. I'm just the same, and so forget about this. I'm putting my uniform on, and I'm just going to be angry, bitter. All these people know, but I'll just be harder. You know, and I'm in charge of some people. Boy, are they really going to get it? And that's a lot of times what happens. We can get angry, ugly, bitter, and hurtful. Well, you know, name and servant is a great picture of the Holy Spirit, Paula. Um, you know, w- when we want to press in and be touched by God, the Holy Spirit is saying, go in, go in. Go. And, and we're trying to hold back because mm-hmm. we don't want to go to those painful places. Well, the, the, the unnamed servant in the story of Naaman uh, tells him, uh, just come on, two more times. What have you got to lose? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing we've got to remember. What we've got to lose is nothing. What we have to gain is everything. Mm-hmm. And so he went in the sixth time and looked at his sores, and there was nothing nothing that happened. And, and, and finally, the seventh time, well, I might as well now. Mm-hmm. And he came out the seventh time, and the Bible says his skin was like that of a newborn babe. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and Look that, at me yeah, now. Yeah, in that instant, he was no longer unclean or named yeah. the leper. Yeah. Uh, he was um, Naaman who'd been touched by God. Mm-hmm. And he'd get out of that water. And I didn't go this far in the story, but, but he says, now I know that there is but one God in, mm-hmm. in the world, and he is the, the God that just touched me and healed mm-hmm. me. Uh, and and we'll, <laughs> we'll get to see Naaman in, in heaven uh, I'm, I'm interested to ask him, so was it like I said? Because I've told that story a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, pride is going to keep us away from the Lord. Yeah. Can you imagine, you know, you were there and you got to teach us at Church at the Beach. I love saying that. Um, in in <laughs> flip-flops and shorts. You know, Naaman went to the Jordan River. Now, he don't have to go to the dirty Jordan River anymore. But when he goes, he can go in shorts and a flip-flop and a tank top if he wants, no shirt if he wants to, <laughs> you know. Look at me now. I love saying that. But I, then I thought about preaching what? without a shirt. Well, you, know, you thought about it for yeah, but, maybe but, a second. See, instead of saying leper, leper, they chubby, chubby. Ooh, that's right. With that, let me give you phone numbers again for any questions or comments. You have 340-9585. That's area code 210-340-9585. Or you can call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. They wouldn't have heard a word you said. (laughs) The kids saw you running. The kids here in San Antonio, Universal City, they see you running down Pat Booker Road sometime. Just with your shirt off. You know, because you're running, you don't want to sweat your shirt out and stuff. And yeah, one of the kids say, "Ooh, we saw you running naked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the phone. So we no, yeah, when he said that to <laughs> me, there was a crowd. A whole lot around. of people. They're like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> Put your shirt on. <laughs> oh my, I'm hot now. <laughs> okay, so. You talked about Naaman, and now his pride is stripped away and transformed, and, and he's grateful, you know. So then you went to John chapter 5, where you talked about hopelessness, and you asked this question, and we all have to ask this question every day, because we do get to that place of, you can come only just so far, Lord, but the question is, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Because some people don't. I, I know some people who just, they love being in the drama all the time, the focus is always on them. Um, but if you want to be made well and have a right relationship with Jesus, you got to sin. You got to deal with the sin issues in life, and yeah, decide yeah. who's in charge. Yeah, that, that's, I think that's the key <laughs> of the John Five story. Uh, it's not about sin issues. Uh, this, this guy knew he was a sinner and he'd lost hope. Um, the problem is he'd grown comfortable 
in that state. Mm. Um, so Jesus walked up to him, only him. There were throngs and throngs of people there. But Jesus went just to the one man who knew he had no hope mm-hmm. of being healed, said, do you want to get well? But the truth is, we all say we want to be well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example, Paula. We've talked about this on this program many times. Marriages, there's a lot of marriages that well, we want to get well, but we're not willing to change. We're not willing to be kind. Uh, we're not willing to make sacrifices. We're not willing to accept the roles that God has given within the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, we. I'd like to have a great marriage, or I'd like for things in my life to change, but we're not willing to pay the price that it takes, <laughs> and that price is 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 being committed to Jesus, just mm-hmm. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we strip away all of the layers. Then and only then can the Lord really, really talk to talk to our hearts. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. Pick up your mat and walk. I love that. Yeah. You were saying, I don't know if it was this week on the show or not, but talking about, um, you know, God really doesn't care how we look, but he does want us to be healthy. And a lot of us, exactly what you're saying, you know, I want to wake up tomorrow a little bit thinner and a lot healthier, but I'm already, I know what I'm going to eat later. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to the gym? No, I don't think so. But you want to go over and get some ice cream or something? Sure. Now you're convicting me. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Yesterday morning, July 4th, holiday. Didn't have to come to the office, the Uh radio program. Yeah. Uh, Got up. Our plan. Go do my running and then together go to the gym and then go do what we were going to do. Yeah. And that that was great. Would have been fine. It's holiday. I don't want to go to the gym. (laughs) Yeah, I want to lose weight, and I want to be buff, and I want to be strong. But uh, let's, let's kind of blow the gym off today. We don't want to do that. Yeah, because we're going to eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, mess it up, right? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so do you want to be made well? Who's in charge of your life? And um, the word surrender, you know, and, and my, and my word of the, from the Lord for the last couple of years, will you trust me? You know, will you surrender to me? Do you think I care about everything concerning your life, or or do you or do you not? You know, and so you got to that place where um, our hope is only in Him, and that um, we our lives are only on His terms. That's how we're going to be made well. Okay, Lord, this is what you say. You know, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I think I know better sometimes, Lord. If the the truth be known, just like Peter, hey, you're the preacher. I'm the fisherman, you know. But, and that's my favorite line too, but because you say so. You know, and I don't think he did it with the greatest of attitude. He surely thought, Peter did, that he was the fisherman and there was no fish out there. I'm wasting my time here. Again, God's dealing with pride there. (laughs) Yeah. Because Peter would have to admit that he's not the expert he thought he was. Yeah. I always loved that story, and I talked about that this um, past Sunday when we came back, part of the message. But I just loved that story because the, the, the Sea of Galilee is teeming with so many fish that there were two miracles that mm-hmm. occurred. The first was that they were out there fishing all night and caught nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus would have been having to direct those fish away from the, the nets that, <laughs> that they were to put out. And then, of course, the second miracle was the, the great haul of fish yeah. that came out. Yeah, You know what you just reminded me of? I hate to admit this right here, but we watch this show called Swamp People. And while they're out there trying to get alligators, these garfish are literally jumping into their boat. And I think that's how it would have been on that sea. And to not have any fish now in their huge nets, to not even get one. You're right. I I hadn't thought about that before, but that's a greater miracle. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are you going to do? You're going to represent... Jesus, or are you going to represent yourself? E. And see, that's a that's a tough call because uh, we know we have to be honest with the Lord. The minute we commit to Jesus, I've had so many people over the years say to me, Paula, uh, well, you know, I don't want to say that loud because then I'm committed. <laughs> I said, well, you don't think you're committed every time you call Jesus Lord? Yeah. You don't think yeah. you're committed every time you say, Lord, thy will, not my will be done? Mm-hmm. Every time you raise your hands in worship and sing the lyrics? To yeah, some of those songs? yeah, yeah. I okay. surrender all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I surrender some. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, yeah that's is, the truth. You know, if we're honest. <clears throat> yeah. But, but God is always asking us, do we want to be made well? And the answer mm-hmm. to that is we've got to lose ourselves in Christ. Yeah. Find your life. You have to lose it. Yeah. 
That's what Jesus said. If you find your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. And that's where the place of abundance really is. Uh, Well, I I, want to be made well, Pastor Ron. So, you know, poor you. <laughs> You're responsible to present me whole and blameless. So, yeah. we're, you know. we're, we're we're inside two minutes for, for this. Tell people what you always tell me about. Uh, you wouldn't want to be me because I've got the responsibility for presenting you whole. Oh, and blameless. that's right. You, I feel sorry for you, Pastor Ron. All I have to do is submit to you as unto the Lord. You got all the rest. You have to love me and deny yourself and make me whole and blameless. Oh, baby. I feel bad. <laughs> I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to make your life easier, Pastor Ron. Starting uh, tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> that's that, that's my, my old Monday diet. That's right. Back, back in the old days. Yeah, huh? yeah I'm going to work at it starting tomorrow. Well, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. Again, we'd love your live calls for questions or answers or comments, whatever is on your heart and mind, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. You're listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back on the other side of the break. We will see you in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Thursday Date Day Show, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, the phones are quiet, so now all of the responsibility for the next 30 minutes is on you. I got this, Pastor Ron. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after the after vacation message and, you know, the whole church is kind of uh, waiting and, you know, there, you can feel that buzz around like, what's Pastor Ron going to bring back from vacation? You know, he went over there asking these questions and, you know, we're, there's a, a new vision for the church or, you know, we're going to be transformed. And so what's the next thing we're going to be doing and stuff? And yet um, you were so cute because I think it was like, Thursday, we're coming, no, Wednesday, we're coming home. Um, Saturday, the last really full day was Friday. You're like, wow, I'm kind of feeling pressure because God really hasn't, you know, given me any concrete things. And, and, but you got to this place where, you know, Lord, you speak to me all the time. You know, daily you speak to me. Isn't that a, a one, two, three, four, five kind of message? But when he finally spoke to my heart, I understood why he didn't tell me while I was on vacation. He didn't want to ruin my vacation. (laughs) (laughs) He's good that way, right? Because I had to (laughs) repent and ask forgiveness from the church. And that's the first thing. The the first question I went with is, Lord, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. How am I doing as a husband? How am I doing as a a follower? How am I doing as a pastor? And um, uh, I didn't check out as well as I'd hoped, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was just kind of one of those things. Yeah. So it was really, really kind of cool. And your second um, question after how am I doing, Lord, was how is Calvary Chapel San Antonio doing? Your third question was what's the message that you want me to bring back to Calvary Chapel San Antonio? And then the question about, you know, the radio. But um, I, um, you know, how I take my notes. Yeah. I was taking notes at Church at the Beach. I had my, I had my little journal there. So in the, the first one on... You, you know, your question of how am I doing, Lord, um, number one was remember all the things God has done for you at CCSA and in your life. And you were really mainly for the staff here. You had sent that message back, you know, because things have been kind of difficult. Um, but not to focus so much on the difficulties, but to remember how good God has been. Yeah, and Paula, after, you know, the Lord had to deal with that in my heart. Um, because of the part about how I, how am I doing, Lord, was, um, you know, I, I never stopped believing, never stopped trusting God. Um, but, but, you know, there are times, sometimes the, the, the burdens, uh, the financial burdens in our particular case, mm-hmm. uh, since everything we do is free and everything that God has asked us to do for free costs a lot of money. <laughs> and it's not like we can get a bunch of more people in our church. We can't fit anybody else in. 
So it's always like treading water, barely keeping our, our head above the water. And, um, you know, you, especially these last 15 or 16 months, um, added to the health issues I had last year and those other things, um, you, forget, you forget to dream. You, you forget to, to, to ask the Lord with expectation that he wants to do something spectacular. And honestly, I spent a whole bunch of this last year just, just saying, Lord, are we going to make it? You know, just, just trying to survive from day to day. And I think that the, the word I used in the message on Sunday, uh, when, you're, when you're trying just to survive instead of thrive, you've lost sight of Jesus mm-hmm. somewhere. And for me, I, I don't have a particularly big ego. Um, I'm, I'm pretty transparent in front of the church. They know all of the, the warts and the <laughs> good things, mm-hmm. if there are any. Um, but one of the things that, that, that I had to do was tell them, look, I'm sorry. I had to tell my staff, I'm sorry, because I haven't been a man who could say, spiritually speaking, I'm not in sin, there's nothing wrong that I'm doing. But but I had to say, um, for this past period of time, I haven't been able to say, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm. Because I've been closer to these burdens than I have been to Jesus at times. Um, and so when you get to that place, um, there are times when your problems become such big mountains, you can't see Jesus. So you got to back away, get some perspective. And so he, he, he told me, to think, think about the things that I've done in your time here. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, it's 23, mm-hmm. going on 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God's hand has moved so often uh, in so many miraculous ways um, that, that there's no way I can lose sight of that. But then he told me, he said, send a note back to the staff, everybody who works there. Mm-hmm. It's been hard for them, too. And tell them, I know things have been hard, but the Lord wants you to focus on the things that he's done for you and your families in your time you've been at Calvary Chapel. Just just you and your family. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to take Paul's advice to the Colossians to set our hearts and minds on things above mm-hmm. instead of just being so consumed by trying to survive every day. Mm-hmm. There's actually been times this past year when I'd go to bed thinking, well, we made it another day. Instead of instead of going to bed as I normally do and say, okay, Lord, can't wait for another day tomorrow. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, at least in my mind, is a grievous sin. Now, again, I'm forgiven. Sure. I understand all of that. Yeah. Um, but um, in order to demonstrate how serious an issue this was, I had to confess it to the church. And then I had to challenge them mm-hmm. to, now this is about us, Calvary Chapel. What about you? Yeah, yeah. It's not so much, you were saying, it's not so much what we don't have, but let's focus on who has given us what we do have. Yeah. You, you were talking today when we were at breakfast, you know, yeah. like virtually every day somebody gets saved at Multimedic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and, and I, think I, about that too. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and you know, there are just too many days last year I didn't get up thinking, who's going to get saved at Multimedical today? Mm-hmm. Uh, I get up thinking, you know, we need money. Where's the money come from? Oh Lord, please let this be the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and, and you know, know what, Pastor Ron, just just so you know, and, and Jesus is mad at you, of course. Of course, and He knows your heart. You love the people here, and your prayer has been for as long as I've known you, Lord. Please provide so that you know we could give the teachers a big summer bonus. Please provide so we can give them a good Christmas. Please provide, Lord. And so I think you were, you've were you been personally taking on that burden that's not yours to carry. Yep. And you lost focus. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's good. He's like, Pastor Ron, over here, dude. Pastor Ron, it's my burden, not yours. I'm their dad and yours. You're going to be all right. Yeah. yeah. So it was awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, not being here, the other pastors, Will, Nellie, Chris, Ken, Rich, um, they got to teach. And so, you know, when we come back, I get to listen to all of them. And pretty much they were saying the same thing. Hey, remember what God's done for you. You know, look for his hand. Look for those miracles. And in particular, Pastor Will just went down a list of all of those crazy, you know, seemingly impossible miracles that God did for him, blowing 
paper into his window it, well in a moving car and it wasn't just him in the in the van by himself his kids who had just with him prayed for the paper and the paper comes in the window only open four inches that's the kind of god we serve he hears all of our wants and needs and he says he will provide them do we have enough faith to ask him lord I want to go to Disneyland at least once time, one time this summer. Will you make that a possibility? We can't afford it, but will you make it happen? And my girl, who's in the, in the in the studio with me today, said, "Jesus, he hurt my cry." Now going to Disneyland is not a big deal, but it is it is for her, it is for their family, and God made a way for you and me, you know, to just go to the. City, that was a big deal for me because I know you can make things happen. Every time when you just trust God instead of taking matters into your own hands, I'm impressed. I see Jesus bigger and stronger every time. When you just were so calm, you know, you prayed, we prayed, and the man just, his demeanor changed, and he said, I'm going to take care of this for you. That just always blows me away. Um, that, you know, as we're even leaving church Sunday, people are giving me envelopes and, you know, here, take Pastor Ron out for a real nice dinner. You know, they don't have to do that. And yet we had a great time. It was all provided by the Lord. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that the Lord used was Will's message. Um, I didn't hear it until I got back. I heard bits and pieces of it, but but uh, I started getting emails from people in the church about how great Pastor Will's message was. So I listened to just a little tiny bit of it, and this is the category of, of, of the, the things that God does among the most important things to him, the people. Um, Will, Will is a really good teacher. He's always been a good teacher, but he never looked like he was having fun. <laughs> it was like, Will, do you want to teach while I'm gone? And he'd say, yes, like, yeah, like, I want to go to the dentist, you know, kind of thing. Um, um, but but the last two times, including while we were gone, he was having fun yeah. and he was engaged. Yes. And I was so blessed that that can only be the hand of God. And uh, his teaching was such a blessing to me mm-hmm. personally. Um, j- just just encouragement. He taught, taught Third John. Um, nobody teaches Third John. <laughs> He taught Third John, and he made it a message that everybody could relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, got to hear Pastor Chris teach on Isaiah fifty-five. Yes. Um, uh, just, Nelly just, did Philemon. 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, just to see these men, to, to be able to work with them so closely, and see them develop mm-hmm. into the godly men and husbands and pastors that they become is, is just an amazing thing. And that's what God is more concerned with. And for us to lose sight of things because money's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do? We keep doing what we do until we're told not to do it. Yeah. And your message on Sunday was from First Thessalonians um, chapter 1 and, and verse 2 says this, We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. You know, as we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. And listening to each and every one of those men, Pastor Ron, that God has chosen to come alongside of you and to hear them. You know, you're, we're thinking about, oh, Lord, please provide for them. And he's like, Pastor Ron and Paula, I am. Their faith is growing. Their labor of love is intense. Their families serve together. Oh, my goodness. It's just an amazing thing. So, you know, and to and to listen to them, they were encouraging to us. Yeah. You know, and so it was awesome. I, I, I mean, I'm just I'm loving my life a little bit more even. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. In case you want to butt in or have a question or comment, <laughs> doesn't have to be about what we're talking about either. It can be about anything. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Paul. You know what you were t- saying too, for us not to lose the sense of awe and wonder in what God's done and doing, and you know, um, to get up every day looking forward to what's He going to do. You know, we say, Lord, use me. You know, today I did a you. 
I, I did to you at the at the restaurant this morning. This young girl, and we've been seeing her for a long time, but she's now a server in the restaurant, and so she had on the T-shirt so we could see her arm, and she has this cool little tattoo. And I was like, hey, I hadn't seen that before. It's a pretty big tattoo. It's a pretty big tattoo. Yeah. It's a half an arm, half the sleeve thing. And um, it says on her arm, um, don't you cry tonight. There's a heaven above. Um, and so, and then all these beautiful flowers. And so, uh, you know, she went away and she came back. And this is the you thing, because <laughs> you will find anything. You look at people's T-shirts, what they say on there, their hats, you know, if they have a tennis racket or whatever, and you can start a conversation about the Lord. Well, mine was easy because it said, heaven, there's a heaven above you. And so I just asked her, I said, you know, you obviously, are you a born-again Christian? And she says, well, I'm kind of Catholic, but not really a practicing Catholic, but I do believe in God. And I said, well, you know that there is a heaven and he's looking down on you. And there are some saved Catholics, but I want you to be saved. And so we got to talk a little bit. And um, I said, I love this tattoo. I love what it says. And she started kind of crying a little bit. She goes, oh, thank you so much. I really needed to hear that today. And then she walked away. And I was like, you see, you never know. You know, you look for those opportunities and don't ever lose the sense of awe and wonder that God wants to use you. And, you know, I don't know. And then if anything is going to come of that, but I immediately start praying for her, you know. And then after we eat and I go to the to the front to pray, and I'm just looking around, and then I hear this lady say, that's Pastor Ron Arbaugh's wife. <laughs> and I could, hear, I could hear her say Arbaugh, you know, that's a pretty different name. But I think she said it loud enough so I could see. And so I, I said, well, hi, and I recognized her face, but I didn't know from where. And then she said, oh, yeah, I came to your church with my friend Norma. Windhorse? Yeah. Oh, I know you. You came to the luncheon. Your name is Stephanie. And so, Norma, your friend Stephanie, I saw her today. Um, and so we just started talking, and I said, who's this man sitting close to you? <laughs> and she said, it's my husband, Dave, of, um, I think she's 11 years. And I said, Dave, when you first saw Stephanie... Because she has a real cute face. When you first saw Stephanie, what drew you to her? I said, I bet it was her cute face. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. But just those little opportunities. And, and they're, they're everywhere we go every day. Yeah. All we have to do is take advantage of them. If our focus is right, we will. Paul, let's stop for a minute and take a phone call from Laverne, Texas. Bill is on line one. Bill, thanks for breaking us up. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron. Welcome back, uh, Ron and Paula. I'm glad you all come back refreshed. And I love y'all and what you're doing over there. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, since last we talked, uh, me and my wife have started a uh, getting ready to start a uh, young couples class for uh, right out of high school and young adult uh, that is in such a need that we don't necessarily have in a lot of churches. Uh, you kind of lose them uh, high school, high schoolers shortly after high school and college they move on, and so. I was just wanting Paula's opinion because we know Ron has an opinion and it's always good, but I'd like to hear from the female's perspective. We've got a lot more girl, uh, young ladies coming into this and men, and uh, we've got a study started in August on the Book of Acts, but I just wonder where you would go with, uh, with these young women besides Proverbs, uh, 31 woman kind of thing, but something out of, out of the norm to, uh, to help encourage these young women and, and even young men to get started and moving. Thank you, Bill. I, I actually know what her opinion is going to be on this one as well. So I'll turn it over to Paul. You think you know everything, right? I, you yeah, think you know I, me, right? I know you pretty well. <laughs> um, my my heart for the girls in particular, boys too, but in particular for the girls, let them know how valuable they are. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ron wrote that down on a piece of paper, so he does know me pretty well. But to make sure these Fair girls... Fairly and wonderful mate. Yes. Yes. And that they are precious in God's sight. Um, all beautiful they are. They're darlings to the Lord. And that they need to know how, again, how valuable they are to Jesus so that they don't devalue themselves in order to win some man, you know, through the wrong 
ways, and you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that they know how valuable they are, precious and beautiful. He gave everything to win them to himself, and so they need to know that because a lot of girls, guys too, have heard they're not pretty enough, thin enough, smart enough, all those things, and you begin to believe that because the people that you've loved your whole life are the ones who have been the ones telling you that. And so for the girls in particular, um, that's why we hate singles groups here because we don't want any, like, perception that we're trying to make them where they can hook up with each other. Let these girls know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Not yeah. match.com. <laughs> Let them be matched up yeah. with Jesus. No. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's that's okay. me. Yeah. Song of Solomon, I think. Yeah, Bill, I, I would actually uh, I, I give you two suggestions. Uh, the second part of it works. Well, actually, they both work for uh, men and women. But but um, reading the Song of Solomon and just doing a study, you know, you know, throughout the Song of Solomon says, "Do not awaken desire before its time." Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about the physical aspect of it, but read and study just the parts of Song of Songs that are titled, they're, they're subtitled "Lover," mm-hmm. and explain to them that although this is a real historical story, this is also Jesus talking to you. And when you convince somebody that God loves them, that, that he sees them as perfect, there's no flaw in you, um, you're, you're stripping the enemy of his power to devalue them in the eyes of the world. And uh, that's what they need to know. So I think that, especially with young people, it all starts with knowing how special, how precious we are to the Lord. Learning to love him so that we can then, or, or learning rather that he loves us so that and we can then learn to love him. The second part of that is the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians is absolutely dynamic in, in ministering to, to anybody who really doesn't understand just how much God has done. And those first three chapters, the, the book I call it the divine design of Ephesians, the first three chapters are everything that God has done when we did nothing. The second three chapters are, okay, this should be our appropriate response. Mm-hmm. So the book of Ephesians is just magnificent, uh, Bill, for, for doing that. And God bless you for for you and your wife doing yes. that. Um, this is a Titus two ministry for your wife, uh, an opportunity for uh, older, more mature Christian women to, mm-hmm. to, to invest in these young ladies. Um, what, what, a, what a gift you are to the body of Christ, Bill, you and your wife. Thank you. I have something completely new now to pray Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. God bless you guys because the, the, the kids really need to know this. Yeah. With our changing world, you know, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And that's how it's going to, it's got to be. It's not true in California, Paula. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Paula, we're inside four minutes. We talked so long, but we're inside four minutes. What do you want to end with? You know, I I wanted to end with, um, well, one, be astonished at what God's doing. But then I can can say that going right into our sweet summer devotion that we just had this past Monday. and, And Shailene did an amazing an amazing job for someone who'd rather been anywhere else on planet earth oh my goodness she did a great job didn't she, she is so exceptionally shy and yet she's ready to come out of her shell the lord has pr- oh she's been coming yeah. out of that shell for a mm-hmm. long time and you mentioned titus too she even mentioned that in in her the end of her study that the lord has given her opportunity to be the older titus two woman for some of our younger girls here and what a what a blessing because again she's so shy but she's been through so much and she was one who was told you know she's not smart enough not pretty enough not what all those things and yet um she pressed into jesus and he's the one that told her and she looked right at me when she said that because she knows that's one of my favorite scriptures song of solomon 4 7 you know how beautiful you are my darling there is no flaw in you and she's believing it now and Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, CCSA, um, what is it, calvarysa.com, go online and listen to, Cal- yeah, <laughs> go, seriously, go online and listen to that, Bill and, and your wife, I would suggest that you listen to that as well, because you're going to have some of these young girls um, who may be in the same situation, and you'll be able to direct them to, well, this lady went through this, and yeah. and look how she she turned out. 
Yeah, you know, and, and again, Bill, this is for you and your wife as well, but um, when, when these young girls find out how valuable they are to God, they won't sell him out for a human, yeah. for, for another man. Yeah. They won't give away their body. They won't give away their soul. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they'll understand that there is a king of kings and lord of lords who looks at them and says, I'm checking you out, and you are perfect. And it changes everything in their yeah. lives. Yeah. It really, really does. Yeah. Uh, I am so excited for you. Yeah. So now that we're back from vacation, Pastor Ron, there's a lot on our plate and what an awesome life we have. There was a little boy yesterday at the at another restaurant. It's all about the food, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is get up, you know, and praise the Lord, I didn't have to cook. So, um, But we went to uh, Panera Bread yesterday, and this little boy on 4th of July, he had a shirt that says, you know, because it's Freedom Day. He said, free to be awesome. <laughs> free to be awesome. And I thought, you know what? Again, all the way back to the beginning of the show, we're all uniquely created. We're the divinely designed and we have the freedom to be awesome with jesus if we're just with jesus and we go where he he goes and we do what he says to do and say what he says to say we too are awesome and so i'm i'm excited about whatever the next thing is right after this radio show okay what we're going to do now lord i'm with you you're with me what a great life there's always an opportunity Hey, appreciate you tuning in today. You've been listening to the Words of Santa for Life, the date day edition of the program. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions on AM 630, The Word. Can't tell you how much we appreciate you. And we missed this radio audience while we were gone Yeah, as well. we did. We really did. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Paula, you've got about 15 seconds to say anything you want. Pastor Larry says, tell somebody Jesus loves them. Jesus loves you. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow at 4. God bless. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.